Good morning. You know, every Sunday, I'm reminded of the beauty that we have as a family, as a church, as a group of believers to be here together and praise the name of Jesus and be united in his love. Is that an amazing thing? Sometimes we take it for granted a little bit, right? Well, my name is Felipe Saval, and I'm one of the pastors here, outreach pastor, and uh, uh, I'm just it's such an honor and privilege. This is my first time speaking in front of this wonderful church. We arrived not too long ago. Uh, I was thinking, actually, not the, as I was putting this much together, I was thinking about it's already been eight months. Now, we don't count December, really, because it just goes by so quickly. But even looking back at January, it's been six months since this year began. One of my, our favorite things as soon as we arrive, and maybe some of you will relate to this, is to go to the beach, right? But specifically, to see the sunset, right? So we, we, we found out about this, uh, I think it's called a dark beach. That's it, right? A dark beach, right? How original, right? Where people with dogs take their dogs. But we started kind of even looking at, okay, what time is the sunset? And let's go, you know, an hour before, let's find parking lot and, and kind of walk in. It's beautiful and, and it's, it's, it's great. I mean, there, there's signs everywhere, no unleashed dogs, but I don't think dogs can read that because they're running everywhere without a leash. And how, what a moment. What a moment it is when you begin to see the sun go down and uh, it, it happened the, the first time, and not too long ago, maybe about a week ago, that as I was standing there, and Liz, my wife, was right next to me, my two younger kids were in the water, and Samuel, my oldest, was trying to chase Eva, our dog, so that she wouldn't drink the seawater. I don't know what's wrong with her. She doesn't get it. It's, it's water, but you're not supposed to drink it. I guess it's because she grew up in Utah. But in that moment, I sort of slowed down time, right? You begin to actually pay attention to the details of your surroundings. And, and I think the older we get, um, and, and I was telling my younger son, I was like, maybe right now you don't realize this. When I, when I grew up, I grew up in Anaheim, we used to go to the beach all the time, I never slowed down my time. I never paid attention. I knew there was a sunset going, but I never actually stopped to pay attention because I wasn't appreciating, I was too young, but as the years go by and time begins to fly by, I found myself at this moment next to my wife, seeing my kids, and in the midst of the beauty, I found this sadness. There was a longing for this to not end, because the sun was actually going to disappear and the light was going to fade away. Sometimes you try and stop down or slow down time. And I think we've got to be careful because we're going to realize how fast it's moving. We look at the world today and we see this longing. We see this desire for hope. We know that as we look to the west and we see the, the sun go down, if we were to turn, salvation will come again. The sun is going to rise again from the east. 
But what do we see when we look at the world, as Pastor Ryan was mentioning earlier? What do we see? Doesn't it feel like darkness gets even more dense as time goes by? That it creeps in in places that um, you never thought you would see it? There's a little bit of sadness as we look into the world as a whole, and it feels like it's what is the world crying out for? In between the lights, in between the desire for fame and money, I look at the world and I begin to hear the call for is there any hope left? It feels like someone's calling out. Where is the cure? Where is the medicine for this longing, for this sadness? So we wanna, I want to read to you from Matthew 5. In this beautiful moment, we have the Lord Jesus being followed by thousands of people. And in many moments during Scripture, we see him stopping and directly speaking to the multitudes. But we are told in chapter 5 of Matthew that the disciples also were a little closer to him, actually wanting to know him. But also the multitudes were all listening. And it's very much like us today, right? We're following Jesus. We want to listen to him. And the world also sometimes pays, pays attention. But if you turn to your Bibles... Let's read this beautiful um, chapter. I, I always encourage people, don't just read a few verses. And, and maybe today you'll be encouraged, if you haven't read it in a while, uh, as soon as you can, read the whole chapter from verse 1 all the way to the end. Not while you're driving, of course, but as soon as you can. Because in this chapter, the Lord speaks hope to the world, speaks hope to us, reminding us what it means and what it looks like to live following his, his word, his teachings. And some of the teachings are actually quite practical, and I love that. I love the beauty of the simpleness of the teaching and the words of Jesus, how to treat one another, how to feel compassion for those that are maybe uh, lonely, How to react when we are offended. How to turn our cheeks if someone hits you, hits us. How to love those that maybe are our enemies. It almost feels that it is something that we can't do, right? To forgive the unforgivable. But in this whole chapter, the Lord Jesus is teaching us about what it really looks like to shine light into the world. And all the things that he teaches are things that are meant for us to be part of our daily lives and towards the people that are right next to us. And it's an amazing thing to see. Now, as the world is crying out for hope, we're going to read in uh, verse 13, 
that the Lord speaking to us as believers gives us a responsibility. So let's turn to verse 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its, and this is the NIV, saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It, the salt, is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. I hear this as a responsibility. You and I, who are following Jesus, listening to his words, he's saying, you have a purpose, you are salt, and as salt, do not lose sight of your purpose. Learn from me how to react when you are attacked, how to bring light in the darkness, how to shine the way that he wants us to shine, to shine and not to lose our purpose because if we do lose our purpose, then we are not salt anymore. And it's an important thing to hear from Jesus and know that this is what he wants us to be. Let's continue to verse uh, verse 14, uh, 14. He also says, You are the light of the world. And a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it, the lamp, gives light to everyone in the house. Isn't there a a dramatic change when the light hits the darkness? This happened in my life as I was growing up in Jesus, is the things that we are exposed to when the truth of the Lord hits us within. We begin to see things that we couldn't see before. Maybe even today, as we learn from the Lord, we begin to see the beauty that we already have, the joy that we didn't see in between the sadness, the hope that maybe we had not discovered because we were so close by despair, the family that we have in the midst of loneliness. As we approach the light, this light is meant to bring transformation, to bring something new. This is what the, Lord, the, the world is longing for. This is what we are longing for, to be transformed and to be changed. Can you imagine the faces of the people as they were hearing the, the word of Jesus? You are salt and you are light and you have a purpose. And as the light, you are to be placed in a place where you can Shine your light. I want to tell you, maybe those of you who are new to Seacoast, maybe even visiting for the first time, this church is on mission to be salt and to be light. To be moving forward, looking for ways to bring transformation. As we look at the world as a church and we hear the cry for help, we know where the cure is. We know that as hate feels like it's increasing, 
the love of God and the face of Jesus cannot be stopped. And he says that his light is going to break through the darkness no matter how strong it is. We are a church on mission, moving forwards, and coming up soon, you're going to see that uh, we're going to have uh, opportunities to shine. And hopefully you'll all be encouraged to take a step of faith and say, yes, I am called to be salt. I am called to love one another, to be faithful and responsible of good character, good principles, to hold up and value the things that are valuable and live by that. I am called to bring flavor to our world that as it searches for nothingness, we are meant as a family to let them know that there is truth. There's something real. And yes, I am called to take a stand on the table so that the light of Jesus can be reflected in me and shined through the darkness. And when we are attacked, we don't respond with another attack. When we are insulted, we don't insult back. As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of kombucha. Is that what it's called? Kombucha, did I say it right? So I know if someone offers a bottle of kombucha, because what I hear from Jesus, I am actually to grab this bottle, gently say thank you, with a big smile, open the cap and pour its content down the drain. But recycle the bottle. How to react with love is actually an important thing. It's what holds us together. That's why we're brought together to, to be on mission, right? Because we get tested. Actually, between families, we are tested to see if we're listening to the word of Jesus and, 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 and saying, I have a purpose in my life and I am to respond the way he wants me to respond so I can be light to the world, but also to my household, to my family, to, the world, to those that are close to me. We are to be salt of the earth and light to the world no matter where we go. So if we read verse 16, it says, In the same way, meaning as you are light in your place in, in a position for you to shine, to fulfill your purpose, let your light shine before others. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let there be light. In the same vein of that is, let us be what we're called to be so we can bring healing to our hearts. The same thing that has happened within us is supposed to happen around us. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, writing to the church of Corinthians, 
he, uh, he tells them that everything that they're being taught by them comes from the Lord himself. But they serve, the apostles, and, and specifically Paul in this case, serves as such an example. Because one of the things that we may think, and maybe this, this is what you're wondering, but my nights are so long, I don't feel like there's light around me. I feel like my sun has set long time ago. And maybe you're not feeling the hope of saying, if I turn to the east, I am not sure if it's going to come up again. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I don't have much to offer in this condition. It is natural. We are called to be a reflection of the light of Jesus. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, the Apostle Paul is going to remind the Corinthians, going to remind us that what we have, what we receive from God, it comes from Him and it's meant to transform us and it's His power, no matter who we are, where we come from, what our story is, what we think about our past, our present condition, or maybe the hopelessness that you feel about the future. None of that matter when it's put in front of the changing, powerful, beautiful light of Jesus. And in the same way that God said, let there be light, he also says, let there be light in our hearts so that we can fulfill his calling. So let's read these verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 through 9. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure, meaning this truth, that the light is in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. This is an important principle because the same way that we say, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm not a warrior. Paul is saying, if you feel like a jar of clay, which didn't have a lot of value, that's exactly where the light, where the power of God can be shown even more. Through you, no matter who you are, God can change and transform everything. Can break through the darkness, bring salvation, bring hope, bring compassion, bring warmth to hearts that are wrapped in indifference and coldness. The Lord can do it and will do it through you and me, no matter where we are in our lives. That's why I love when he says, 
this treasure is in jars of clay to show that it is God's power. In verse 8, and this is, this is Paul giving an example of everything that they were going through that is so like our today. We are hard-pressed on every side. In other words, we're attacked from every direction. But we're not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Doesn't that feel like the world today? There's persecution, there's despair, there's destruction, there's hate. Just like in our lives, these things are not meant to have the victory. But in Jesus, we can take a stand and say, even as the sun goes down, And maybe my night is drawing long. My hope is in the Lord. And his truth in me, I will hold on to it. I will hold on to his words, knowing that the sun has come up again, will come up again, and it will bring a new life. And that's where we are holding on to him. I'd like to invite the band to come up as we close today. The light of Jesus is for sure meant to bring a transformation within us. And we begin to see the things that we not see before. So we open our eyes to that to that truth so that we can be transformed. So we find ourselves, if you bear with me for a second, back at the beach. And this little longing, this sadness between the beauty as we slow down time and we pay attention to the things that are valuable. Maybe it feels like hope fades away a little bit. Let's be reminded that as we hold on and we cling on to the love of Jesus, and as we approach his light of beauty, and we are illuminated by his presence, and as we see the sun go down, And we begin to look at the world around us. We hear the words of despair. We can hold on to his promises. We can rest in his peace. 
we can find purpose in his calling. We can find joy. We can find joy in the middle of the battle. The world needs to hear through you, through us, that one day his son is not going to fade away. And this is our hope. This is the medicine. And it's found in the face of Jesus. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we approach your light and we hear your voice. Transform us, renew us. Remind us of our hope in you, O oh Lord. We open our hearts to your words of truth. Heal our own hearts. Heal, heal our minds and break away all the darkness so we can open our eyes and see you. And as we do that, illuminate us, Lord, because in your light, we will see your light. And we become a reflection of who you are. To our loved ones, to our homes, to our neighbors, our friends, to this city. We want to be yours. And we want to be salt and light. Let there be light in us once again. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness and your goodness.